1: well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
0: I'm still reeling from that Gary Myers interview.
2: Sean, don't call me Seth Myers. I think he might be reeling from it for a little while too, but yeah, it was really, really <laughs> insightful.
0: He revealed first that he doesn't think it's right that Bill Polian, Tony Dungy, uh, you know, Colts guys would be Hall, was it Hall of Fame voters? I think so, yes. Because how are you not going to be, and he didn't question their character, but just putting them in position where you're voting on former players. That's what he meant, right?
2: Yeah, and I think he brought up uh, Reggie Wayne, for instance, and how that might affect the candidacy of other receivers if they're almost guaranteed to give their votes to Reggie Wayne. How does it affect some of the other guys like Andre Johnson, for instance, that he named, or Heinz Ward?
0: Yeah, and we
2: both questioned the
0: idea of Tom Brady. Uh, I had no idea. That actually stunned me when I saw the list of voters for these AP awards last night that Brady would be on there. He just just got out of the league.
2: And that's because he was supposed to be— a, a TV analyst this season is that what we're to understand? Even though he he's well, not going to do that until next year. I think they just year. want r- former
0: players represented on there. I, I don't know what to do. De- wh- why I don't know why he's on there. I just don't particularly like him and Brewski both being on. there, And there's no, I didn't see any Pittsburgh representation on the whole list, which is odd to me. Let me look at the list again, because it's right here in front of me for these major awards. I also don't think, by the way, TJ was a no-show at the award ceremony, correct? I'm not uh, sure. I, believe. That I
2: saw him tweeting immediately afterwards, so I'm Yeah, I'm guessing. not sure
0: that that was the greatest look for him. I'll be honest about that. Uh, not to go to the ceremony because I guess he felt like he wouldn't win the award. I feel like other people, if they had done that, would be absolutely shredded for it. And I feel like that's, I just don't think it's a great look really, for him. I feel like Micah Parsons could have won that award. I just don't think Miles Garrett should have won it. I really don't. Now, we've already been over that a million times. Let's get back to Gary Myers. Do you have the clip from when we talked, Sean, about uh, Antonio Brown and his possible candidacy?
2: Yeah, let's uh, Hold on kind, of, kind of kind wing in this, but we I think no, no, we no, got I'll, it.
0: Yeah, I'll set it up here.
2: The breaking news here, by
0: the way, is that I was never aware, and I read uh, my job is to be aware of what's happening in the world of sports. That's, you know, you have one job type of thing. Keep track of what's happening in sports. I am not aware that, that basically the rough equivalent of a character clause has entered into Hall of Fame voting in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, and that the
2: directive came from the Hall of Fame itself.
0: Had you Were you aware of that?
2: No, I was not. I, I, I don't I'm, think it's real. Uh, to be honest, I mean, there's people who probably look into this extensively, but I, I don't think at this point that's really public knowledge to, to be completely forthcoming. I think it was kind of uh, something that maybe he kind of revealed the uh, behind the curtains a little bit. I'm stunned. Because I brought up,
0: and we were talking Hall of Fame candidacies, and I brought up Antonio Brown. And I think he's going to be kept out of the Hall of Fame because of off-the-field crap. Um, And I include, by the way, let's say this, non-playing crap, like quitting in the middle of a game, you know, and walking to the locker room. I was always under the impression when the Pro Football Hall of Fame and its voters consider on-field performance only to me, that always meant very obviously your performance between the whistles and that's it. And once we tread into any other kind of ca- uh, category, any other kind of behavior, then we're, we're really putting a morals clause in there, a character clause like the Baseball Hall of Fame. We're considering things that shouldn't be considered. As I mentioned to Gary, I'm no fan of, of Antonio Brown's off the field behavior. I don't think anybody would be. But this guy is a he should be a surefire Hall of Fame player. He might be a top five receiver I've ever seen in my life. And if you want to talk about longevity, that went out the window at the Hall of Fame a long time ago. Terrell Davis is in, Tony Baselli's in, Patrick Willis just got in. If you're truly great, even for a short period of time, and he was, and it wasn't that short of a period of time, then you should be in the Hall, and he should be. I was never aware that they... That the Hall of Fame itself actually told voters, hey, you can consider this now. And by this, I mean what Gary Myers just revealed. We were talking about Antonio Brown and then the topic of T.O. came up and he had to wait a while to get in. Play oh, it, that Sean. the spirit of what they mean there is your stats, mm-hmm. your accomplishments during live action on the field. And Antonio Brown belongs in the Hall of Fame. That's how I feel. You?
3: Well, let, let me tell you this. Um, the case of Terrell Owens was fascinating, and it took him until the third year to get in. And I can tell you unequivocally, the reason he didn't get in the first two years is because the guy who was a knucklehead and a locker room destroyer, and he's always ripping his quarterbacks. And and the Hall of Fame, and, and this kind of surprised me, they were asked to differentiate between what Owens did on the field And what he did in the locker room, which is different than Lawrence Taylor off the field having a cocaine problem. And they said the locker room was an extension of the playing field. So we absolutely could consider how Owens conducted himself in the locker room. Mm. And that and that might have not come up the first year that they made that distinction. Who said that? Who said
0: that? The people exactly the people running the Hall of Fame?
3: Oh, yeah. yeah. I I can't tell you, you know, the person that said it, but he was. It came up in our meeting and it was during a meeting when we, 2020 was the last one we were able to do in person. And then COVID we have been doing it virtually. We were supposed to do it in Atlanta this year, but um, if you, it was the middle of January and the weather was just horrendous all around the country. And they feared people having trouble getting into Atlanta. So we did it virtually again, but it probably was the year or the year before Owens got in, and they said, you know, it's okay to consider some of the shenanigans that he pulled in the locker room, you know, ripping his teammates, which to me set a precedent that will probably be applied to Antonio Brown. It hasn't come up with anybody else. And the interesting thing is, when Owens got in on his third try, Randy, Mo- Randy Moss got in on his first go around, and You can easily make a case that Randy Moss was as or nearly as destructive in the locker room as T.O. was, you know, both in Minnesota then when he was with the Raiders. And then he basically talked his way out of New England, which was a huge mistake on his part because Brady loved throwing to him. Um, So in in my mind, the locker room counts now because they told us it does. But if the guy got arrested 25 times – but he's a Hall of Fame talent, we've been told not to consider that.
0: That is really, I'll tell you, surprising to me. And I really, my belief is that that opens up just an unbelievable can of worms because how am I supposed to know what a guy was like in the locker room other than maybe what I read or what people say? And what about other guys who may have not had reputations for being bad in the locker room, but I get word that they were. It's just, to me, that defeats the whole purpose of stats and stats only.
3: Well, I mean, the thing with T O was pretty public. Uh how he the Niners couldn't wait to get rid of him. The Eagles couldn't wait to get rid of him. The Cowboys couldn't wait to get rid of him a year after giving him a contract extension. Um so it was pretty well known what he was all about in the locker room. He, he criticized Jeff Garcia, he criticized Donovan McNabb, he won all after Tony Romo, accused him of having, you know, the Brotherhood uh, relationship with Jason Whitman, only throwing him the ball. I mean, he was pretty destructive, and the Hall of Fame decided that counted because it, it translated to what happens on the field. So um, we had to take that into consideration. And that's why T.O. didn't show up in Canton for his induction. He did it
4: um
2: Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB At-Bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep
4: left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game.
2: Subscribe to At-Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.
3: Uh, well, it goes, uh, one of the schools in Alabama, I think he went to, I can't remember off the top of my head, mm-hmm. but he, he held his own induction ceremony. Uh, at his alma mater, Which was kind of bizarre. But um <laughs> What can you say? Well, a quick
0: yes or no for the to the last question. That's all right with the last one. Um Wow is what I say to that. 412-928-9370. That essentially means there is a character clause in the in in voting for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Voters were told, according to Gary Myers, To um, that the locker room is an extension of the playing field and that we absolutely could consider how somebody like Tio conducted himself in the locker room. As I mentioned to Gary, this defeats the whole purpose of stats and stats only, which is the way it should be for the Hall of Fame. So I read that as, were you less than the ideal teammate? And you're telling me that doesn't open up a gigantic can of worms and, and makes things very vague and How are you supposed to know? I I mean, doesn't getting suspended make you less than the ideal teammate? Wouldn't having a drug or alcohol problem that affects your practice habits, coming in hungover, things like that, even if you're a great guy that everybody loves, wouldn't that make you less than the ideal teammate? I thought the same thing. Was somebody like Michael Irvin always the ideal teammate in that respect? How about John Riggins did some crazy things? We're talking, Sean, about the the candidacy of James Harrison. Would it be taken now? May I take it into consideration, if I'm a voter, that he fell asleep in the middle of team meetings his last year in Pittsburgh? Took off during games if he wasn't playing? Things like that. And we're now to consider all of this, all of this, that the beauty of it was we just throw that crap away and consider what he did between the whistles. So now all of this is on the table?
2: I guess you have to almost selectively say what counts as a distraction because, to me, if a player gets arrested or something like that, that is a distraction for the whole team. So why are you discounting that while saying if it happens in the locker room, then it's a big deal?
0: Asking for a trade, ripping a teammate? Ben shredded Antonio Brown when he was here on live radio with us. and A lot of people agreed with what he was saying. Do we take that into consideration? Heinz Ward? Ripped Ben for not playing with a concussion against the... Like, what am I supposed to now put in there and leave out? I'll tell you what, though. This is a hell of a story. That that the Hall of Fame told voters, according to Gary Myers, that the locker room is an extension of the playing field. So we can absolutely consider how, in this case, T.O., back then, or whoever conducted himself in the locker room. How the hell am I supposed to know how he conducted himself? Now, some of this stuff, like Gary said, yeah, it becomes front-page news when a guy rips his own quarterback. I don't think T.O. was the first to do that. Or when somebody asks out of a given situation, a lot of guys have done that. No receiver's going to get in going forward. (laughs) Hold on a second here. What about Tom Brady peddling himself to the likes of the Miami Dolphins against NFL rules, maybe? What about that?
2: It, it kind of gives a, an opening for voters to be selective of when they want to apply it, because to your point, I don't think they're going to apply everything that every player that's in consideration has ever done as a detriment. They're going to probably look at maybe a guy like T.O. who isn't this sort of almost what baseball is, where if the writers like how they were treated or whatnot, you can sort of apply that now with this NFL standard of voting.
0: That's exactly what I'm saying, man. This just opens up all
2: kinds of things. And it should really be potentially something that factors in with Big Ben's candidacy.
0: And then what about coaches who involve themselves in that kind of thing, whatever that kind of thing might be away from the field, right? I mean, the beauty of it was it was very simple. What what did you do on the field? Very simple. That's it. Not in the locker room. I'm sure there's a lot of absolute jerks in the Hall of Fame, by the way, who are probably not that helpful in a locker room setting to their teammates. Maybe even harmful. Maybe even just jackasses, you know? That's big stuff. All right. What are we doing now? I've lost track, Sean. Please tell me. Well, We have Willie Parker possibly at the top of the hour. How about them apples,
2: huh? Fingers crossed. That would be great. Fingers crossed on him um
0: you know what i have a i have another rant here on not really a rant but a lot of thoughts on mark andre Fleury and his departure from pittsburgh and what sully said about that can we do that next we sure can let's do that fan twitter brought to you by south hills kia peters township visit him at Southhillskia.net. fan text line brought to you by Edgar Snyder and Associates, personal injury law firm, where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you. The time right now, 1235, time to call Shenderovich and and Fishman. Why pay 40% when you can pay 25%? Call 888-98-TWINS. And here's a voice from a long time ago, back when it was Cook and Joe.
4: Yes, Joe, I want to talk about Mr. Rooter Plumbing. I'm running out of time to do that, but my enthusiasm for Mr. Rooter Plumber has not dimmed. It is Pittsburgh's best plumbing company. I've known Bob Bill for a long time, and I've watched him build a plumbing company empire. Going on 21 years in this market, uh, which is an amazing run in any market doing anything. And the reason Mr. Rooter Plumbing has lasted so long is because it's great at what it does. Write the number down so you have it. I don't care if you have a broken water heater, maybe a backed-up sewer. You call 412-ROOTER-2, 412-ROOTER-2. The website's really good, too. Check it out, mrrooterpittsburgh.com. As I said, uh, going on 21 years in this market, 50-plus trucks out on the road every day. I see them coming into work, going home from work. I'm sure I'll see one this afternoon. I can't recommend them enough. The number one more time, 412-ROOTER-2. If I've said it once, I've said it a hundred times. Pittsburgh's number one full-service plumbing company, Mister Rooter Plumbing. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's over here.
1: Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch.